Here we go. Hello and welcome here. It's Sunday morning, the holiday weekend. Um, thanks to all the veterans who've served. I think that's the best way to start out. Thanks to all the veterans who have served and gave the ultimate sacrifice. Yes, sir. Um, it's not been a good week, so let's hope that this show lightens up the week a little bit, as opposed to tears down. Um, but anyway, we'll start off, um, or we do have some NFL news. We actually have a lot of off-season news to discuss um, and then, of course, we got our tinkle on this. It's a good one. It's Memorial Day weekend. Uh, I think you'll like it. It has nothing to do with veterans, but it has something to do with America's pastime. So I think you'll like this one. But we start off with our um, tinkle rundown. I'll get things started. I let you start last week. I was week. about to say, last week it was me, so go yeah. right ahead. All right. So... Let's start off talking about the Florida baby kittens. And yeah, I did say the kittens because they're nothing but a bunch of hacks, the Florida Panthers. Okay, they play well all year. They get the number one seed only to get swept by the defending champs, hence why I'm wearing the shirt today. Um, and all this without Braden Point, who's still out with a leg injury. Still not disclosed what that leg injury is. Um, so, you know, it's looking good for the defending champs right now. Of course, to my knowledge, as of when we're recording this, we are still awaiting the winner of the Carolina Hurricanes New York Rangers series. And I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I think I like the odds against either team. Hmm. Um. I mean, Carolina's good. I'll give them credit. Carolina's good. New York's had a miraculous run. They deserve a lot of credit as well. But, you know, I I just like the odds of the defending champions in this one. I mean, they got beat up by Florida all year. And then they just went out and swept them. <laughs> so, I think, I think I like the odds here. Um... But yeah, here's one you'll like, Jason. This is the second takeaway. Jake Paul is back in the news once again. And this time, of course, he has a fight in August coming up. But he wants Glenn Big Baby Davis to be on the card. Not fight up against him, but to be on the card for his <laughs> exhibition match. Um, first off, isn't Glenn Big Baby Davis going to be playing in the Big 3 League this summer? I have no idea. Pretty I sure, really don't. Pretty sure he is because he has for like the last three or four seasons. Right. Um, but let's see. The thing is, not everybody has the success like Frank Gore had. Like Frank Gore has won a couple different times in boxing hmm. since he's become a boxer. Kind of odd to see. Yeah. Well, a pro football player become a boxer and actually win matches. So, well, actually, that's not the uh, only thing that Glenn Big Baby Davis is in the headlines for. By the way, he just he might have broken uh, or he might have violated his bail by attending the Celtics <laughs> game the other night. So, this could put a damper on things for that card. <clears throat> 
but let's. I don't even want to know what the hell he got arrested for in the begin the begin with. It was domestic but... violence. So I don't know. I don't want to see him on the card. To be fair, and we've we've long said this on the show and agreed with it that Jake Paul has made a box uh, mockery of boxing. Okay. Oh yeah. He's made a mockery of it. Okay. He's not Muhammad Ali like he claims to be. He's never going to be Muhammad Ali, let alone Floyd Mayweather mm-hmm. or Mike Tyson. Frankly, if he went in the ring with any of them in their prime, he would have gotten his ass knocked out on the first Yeah, hit. I agree. Okay. Probably. Um, personally, I, I would rather see Logan Paul fight than see Jake Paul because at least Logan Paul has respect for the people that he fights. And understands, like, hey, this is yeah, going he to help me become... What? I said he respects the business. Yeah. He he wants to become the better boxer. And he's not afraid to get his ass kicked in the process. Okay? Because he says it's a it's learning right. opportunity. He said that against Floyd Mayweather. Um, You know, Jake Paul's just out there, you know, fighting scrubs every single time he fights. And then, of course, you know, you wonder why he's undefeated. Well, gee, because he's fighting people that have never boxed a day in their life. Okay? That's truthful. So, so give it up, you know. I, I, I just, I've had enough of the hype surrounding him. More than you know. But... Anyway, I'm... I mean, his YouTube following is stupid as it is anyway. But again, um, mm-hmm. until your, I guess, your third yeah. takeaway. This might right? go down as the fastest uh, tinkle rundown we've ever seen. But anyway, um, let's talk some Rochester Amherst hockey, of course. Um, we've been documenting that through the show for the last couple weeks here, give or take. Um, the Amherst miraculous postseason run has finally come to an end. Unfortunately, it ended in a six to five loss against the Laval Rocket. Um, <clears throat> of course, though that game went to three overtimes. They did get swept in a five-game series, but you know, looking past it. They honestly got further than they should have. They were down... I, I was told they were down a defenseman. They were down their captain. And then on top of it, they were down Uko Pekka Lukanen, their top goaltender. So, if you look at all of that, they really did get a lot further than anybody expected, and they had a good run. It just makes you wonder, if those players were healthy, how much further could they have gone? Oh, yeah. I mean, they probably would have been in the Calder Cup finals. So they they look like they could have gone that way, and I was skeptical when they hired Seth Appert as the head coach. I want to be clear; I was very skeptical about that. <clears throat> I thought there's no way he's a good coach. Taylor was a way better coach, and he was showing progress when they fired him. But now I see Seth Appert's the right choice. I just hope that the Pagulas don't fuck it up. <laughs> because they've done it before, they'll do it again. So, but... Which is kind of crazy that 
they like we, like we talked about multiple different times on this uh, channel on this podcast that the Bagulas seem to get it right when it comes to football, but they seem to not get it right when it comes to hockey. Yeah, and it's kind of crazy to think that how it is, but. Football is a whole different outcome. You really, mm. like, the uh, owners don't really have to be truly super involved. As long as you have a great G- GM, you know how to get the pieces in mm. place and then just be the owner. Now, for them being hockey, they kind of had to have, be a little bit more involved as an owner, bringing in the right pieces, mm. bringing in the right kind of coaches and stuff like that. So, it becomes a little bit harder to, you know, figure out the right kind of, progress to go into for for hockey yeah you know they seem to have got have gotten it right for the amherst now the real question is can they do the same thing can they find a kind of right body coach with some of the right kind of body players seems like let's let's be fair it seems like they found something late in the year because if you were watching the sabers the the last half of the season they really and yeah, they were still way, way below the playoff line, but they at oh. least were like putting up some big wins. They were making it exciting, you know. And again, watching the Amherst have success is good for the Sabers. This is really good for them. Um, now, granted, that's a step up. And look at, um, you know, look at Tampa Bay, Colorado right now. Um, Carolina's starting to become an up-and-coming team, you know. There are three teams that are really running hockey right now, as opposed to, you know, I mean, it's still kind of a level playing field, but it's really those big three that are the contenders now, I would say, year in and year out. So, the question is, I, I don't think the Sabres are anywhere close to that, but at least, you know, they could end this playoff drought. I think that's what the promise is shown in Rochester right now, is that the Sabres, with these pieces, could end that playoff drought. Again, they have the longest playoff playoff drought in the NHL right now. So, but that's my takeaways. Now you get to talk some NBA playoffs. Yeah, um... You know, I, I really did think that the Dallas Mavericks were going to get honestly swept by the Warriors. I, I mean, as soon as they got into the Western Conference Finals, I was like, I uh, just don't see the Mavericks doing super well against them. Well, they, they went three games to none. Then they won game four in Dallas. A great showing. They almost stand there blew it. They were up by 29 points, and... Uh, Steve Kerr threw in his bench players and damn near got the game in their favor. And then Dallas and Golden State both had to send their starters back out where Dallas eventually did win the game in the fourth quarter. But if you see the game that game four was, if the Dallas Mavericks can keep on playing like that, there could be a chance in hell that they can somehow turn this fit theories in their favor. It's never been done before. A team has never come back from three games to none to win the whole entire series. Teams are 0-146 
when being down three games and none. Um, well, it's not meaning that it couldn't happen. It'd be something. Could you imagine the headlines? Dallas Mavericks, first this, team in NBA history this to might go, go down to as three worse. games and none. This could go down as worse than the um, Dallas or than the uh, Golden State three to one lead. I would say it actually goes down way worse than that. Okay, that looks really bad. If I remember correctly, the only times that they have what? lost a playoff series as of late, after you know being like that, of course you know. People always talk about the 2016 NBA Finals, mm-hmm. um, and rightfully where, so. Where you know they won the Golden State won the first two games, then Cleveland won Game Three, then Golden State won Game Four, and then Cleveland won the next three games afterwards. Mm-hmm. Well, so anything sure. is possible. I'm not saying that mm-hmm. Golden State can't be beaten. They can certainly be beaten. Um, this team is the Dallas Mavericks. Feels like the we believe Warriors team. And if anybody remembers the Baron Davis, we believe Warriors team of mm-hmm. I think 2007, if I remember correctly. Um, so anything is possible, but this is also a very um, death-heavy Warriors team. Mm-hmm. So. And you're also playing them on their home court. This is going to be a tough road game. They haven't lost at all on their home court this entire postseason. Exactly. One and two. Um, I will say this is going to be a dogfight game. The Mavericks right now are undefeated in elimination games. They are currently 4-0 in elimination games. So... The, the Warriors are not going to get this. If they get this game, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be by easy. It's going to probably be like a one-point game if they win some kind of thing like that. Mm-hmm. Plus, in the five games, the five elimination-type games that the Mavericks have won, Luka is averaging the most points of any player in the NBA postseason uh, with 36.3 points per game in those elimination games. So, if you're going to win this game, you're going to have to contend Luka. And that's not going to be any easy feat. Because this whole entire um, playoff series so far, he's been averaging over 30 points a game. He had two games where he scored 40 points. He had a couple of games where he had 30. But other than that, it, it's not going to be easy one. So... Could they be the first team? I, I don't think so. Will they force a game six? Very well possible. I think the game six is likely. Game seven, I don't see a shot. Plain and simple. Um, if, if See, I will say this now. If they do s- somehow win this game, game six, I, I could see them picking up. I can see it potentially. I already say it could be a six, seven game series. It's not out of the question yet. Um, I think, of course, you know, of course, when we're talking this, when this episode does air, that series will already oh, be over with. I, I feel so we like we don't know exactly what's going to happen. 
I feel like when this airs, you're going to be saying your tone will change in that it's going to be at least they made this a respectable series instead of a sweep. Yeah, and I'm happy that it's not a sweep. I'm I'm glad that they are at least that they won mm-hmm. one game. If it ends up getting it into where they lose game five, at least they made it respectable and didn't get swept. Uh, but I will go on to a team that kind of has shocked me a lot this past season. A team that probably shouldn't even be in the Eastern Conference Finals to be with to begin with. Well, Boston won game five by surprising factor. The Heat, I hate to say it, Brian, they shit the bed in game five. Um, under 50% yeah. field goal percentage. Super low yeah. three-point field goal percentage. Kyle Lowry and Max Strauss combined had a pretty crappy outing in Game 5. Mm-hmm. So Boston got that win. Maybe it was out of luck more than it was out of skill. But Game 6 is back in Boston. Mm-hmm. And if I'm Miami right now, I would probably, I wouldn't say I wouldn't hit the panic button yet, but you're playing on the road, you're playing in a hostile environment in yeah. Boston, the TD Garden. I would kind of hit the panic button here because you're, you're, you're down three games to two. You're playing them in Boston, game mm-hmm. six, tomorrow. So, or not tomorrow, oh, Friday, I should say. You're playing them Friday. Um, so, by the time this airs, don't be shocked if Boston is in the cell, in, in the finals. What I will I say, what I will say is keep in mind during the Disney year when they played the finals in Walt Disney World. If you recall, I said that the Heat did a lot better than anybody ever thought they would do getting to the NBA mm-hmm. Finals, and I said as long as they make this year, like like I just said, you might say when this airs. Um, I said, as long as this series is respectable, I don't care what happens. Okay. Let me just be very clear on that. This was the Heat Lakers series a few years ago. This one, I'm sorry, but you play each team a minimum of two times in a league year. Technically, you get the same opponent. You get the same opponents as everybody else, just not necessarily the same amount of times as anybody else. Yeah. Um, to me, this is inexcusable, okay? This is flat out a meltdown. Now, keep in mind, Jimmy Butler is probably the senior statesman of that team. You look at the rest of the team, Tyler Hero. You look at um, Bam Adebayo, I believe he's still on that roster. Yeah. Um, again, yeah. this is a young roster, okay? But so is the Celtics. So where's the excuse, okay? There's no excuse for this, okay? Um. I think that, yes, the Heat are young, but they're definitely not younger than the Boston Celtics. No, I the hate Celtics are the youngest team. And here's the thing, like, again, you, you said it, the Celtics probably didn't deserve to be there. Can I just be honest, though, that between the three of us Tinkle personalities, Marty's probably the happiest right now. Okay. Oh yeah, probably. Because <laughs> keep in mind, for those who don't know, I don't know how much Marty talks about this on No Final Ball, but he is the Celtics fan. Um, he's Celtics Steelers. Um, R.I.P. to you know Dwayne Haskins. Um, but 
mm-hmm. you know, we won't talk about that too much here. Yeah, Marty, Marty, if, uh, if anybody knows, Marty is a Cubs fan on baseball. Yeah. Uh, he likes, I think, the Oregon Ducks in college football. He likes NC, the North Carolina Tar Heels. He's and, got um, such a broad range of teams. basketball. <laughs> um, of course, he likes the Chicago Cubs in baseball. He likes the Steelers in football. He likes... Uh, the Boston Celtics and NBA, uh, he, he's all over the place, let's just say that. <laughs> mm. um, but other than that, yeah, I think Boston doesn't deserve to be there, but mm. do they, you know, if they win game six, you know, could they be dominant in the finals? I think so. I mean, I think they could give I, Golden State I, a I run like for their Boston money. Golden State series would be something to watch. I mean, you got Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown against. Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson. Mm-hmm. It, it it looks like it's musty basketball right there. I would probably watch it. I would probably root for the Celtics to win their God, this would be what their nineteenth title if they win. I'd just root for the series to be over quick at that point. Because to be honest, you know this. I don't like either team. Okay, plain and simple. I hate both of those teams. So, I probably won't... Well, not that I was going to watch it anyway, but, you know... I hate the the Warriors more than the Celtics, so I would probably root for the Celtics. I think Jason Tatum Mm. definitely deserves it. Um, It's kind of sad that they gotten so far with um, Brad Stevens as a GM instead of as a coach. So and that shocked me because that kind of shocked me too. When he was hired as a coach, I really didn't expect him to last that long, let alone, you know, um, have the well, impact well, that he's had. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> look at, I mean, look at his track record when he was the coach of Butler. I mean, yeah, he got to two NCAA finals, but he was zero two in both those series. Okay. I believe one of them, well, to be fair, look at him. I believe one of them he lost to Rick Pitino in Louisville back when, back before the um, hooker scandal came out there. And then, mm. of course, um, it might not have been Louisville, but I'll have to look at that. But one of them was definitely against Coach K in Duke. So, <laughs> um, but again, right. I'd have to look it up just to be certain. But to be honest, I'm just shocked at how how far he has come along i know yes and with a rookie head coach too but um again to my last takeaway um of course we will talk about nfl news but if there's one player that's not skipping otas it's this man right here von miller um and he's showing some great prize He's actually coaching up the young players on the defense, like Gregory Rosau and a lot of the other defensive ends, um, which shows great leadership for somebody that's just coming into his first year as a Buffalo Bill. Hmm. I'm hoping that Bills make him a captain because if you're already going in there and willing to coach and mentor the young guys... You already are winning in my book. It's going to happen, and that's what they brought him in for. Um, But before I continue on that, I do want to clarify. It wasn't Louisville. It was Jim Calhoun and the Yukon Huskies that he lost to the second time. So I just want to clarify on that 
because it was going to stick on me. But again, what, um, NCAA finals? Yeah, first year it was to Duke, second year it was to um, the Yukon Huskies, and that was, oh, I believe, Kemba year with Walker. Kemba Kemba Walker, yeah, I was about to say. Yes. I remember when you kind of won with Kemba. So, it was the one in 2009. So dare I say, looking at the fact that Kemba Walker was on the Celtics, um, dare I say that Brad Stevens just pulled a, if I can't beat him, I'm going to sign him move. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, but okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's happy he doesn't have Kemba Walker because when he had Kemba Walker on the Boston Celtics, that Celtics absolutely Duck ass. Hmm, that's true. Now that he's in New York, I'm sure he's glad I don't have to worry about that disaster. Yeah. Dodged a bullet with that one. But, but going back on to, uh, on to the topic. To Von Miller, that's what they brought him in for. That he's helping them out. Yes, it does help their progression out because Gregory Rosso in his rookie year has some promise there. If you learn under under. Avon Miller, which I'm sure Gregory Rosa will be the other edge rusher, along with Von Miller. Uh, I'm seeing great things because if he can teach him up, teach him how to get to the the quarterback really well, and teaching him some moves, hmm. I'm really ready to see what this Bills team can do. I, I'm really thinking that they're going to shock a lot of people this year. I know it's still early. It's organized team activities. Anything can happen. Injuries usually typically happen around training camp and OTAs and all the other stuff. Anything can happen. But right now, from what I'm seeing, I'm seeing a lot of good things. The offense looks like it's picking up where it left off. Yes, I know it's OTAs, but at least if they're showing that they're willing to pick up where they left off, in that game against the Kansas City Chiefs, and of course I don't like to talk about it much, but if you're picking up where you left off with the connections with Josh Allen and Gabe Davis, I'm expecting big things out of the Buffalo Bills. Um, will I say Super Bowl? I can't guarantee that yet. Of course the season hasn't started yet, but from what I'm seeing, I'm seeing some great promise. Will they be in the playoffs? Oh, you better be, bet your sweet sorry ass that they're going to be in the playoffs again. Um, how far are they going to get Again, we don't know. The season hasn't started. We don't even know who's going to be in the playoffs. But right now, I'm thinking that this defense is going to be a powerhouse the coming yeah. season. There's yeah. a reason that they were number one last year. I think this time that they're going to be one of the best teams. I think that the opponent points per game is going to be a lot better this year than it was years mm. prior, especially last year. So Again, we'll don't be shocked if... Opposing teams have some struggling times putting up points against this Bills team. That's all I can say. And again, we'll try to have an NFL kickoff special to go more in-depth on all mm-hmm. this. But should I also say that this week's going to be a busy week for Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, as you mentioned. Oh, yeah. um, this match. Wednesday will be the match. Now, whether you like golf, and I know you don't like golf, but let's face it, I'm going to be watching that, Okay. There, I mean, Tom Brady has already teased that there's going to be a lot of trash talking. Yeah, it's June 1st, right? Okay, so Wednesday at 6.30 p.m., um, I'm definitely going to be watching that. Okay, I, I unfortunately can't watch it. I'm working, so as much as I would love to, I can't. It's, see, let's face it. Okay, whether you like golf or not, you're watching it for the trash talking more than anything oh, else. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, but before we... Uh, 
wait, let me just be sure you're all set as we got it. Sorry, I'm just waving real quick. Yeah, I'm good. Hi. So. <laughs> All right, but yeah, so if you're all good, let's just make a prediction right now, okay? So again, it's Patrick Mahomes ver or and Josh Allen. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen versus Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. Who do you think is going to win that match? Uh, I would think that the old Bucks would beat the young blood because nothing against golf. It usually typically means like the older you usually are the better you are as a golfer. I mean, I, I would think that Josh Allen and Mahomes could pre, be, are some pretty good golfers. But if I had to put my money on anything, I'm putting it probably on Rodgers and Brady more than I am Josh Allen and Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes. If this was now, like, if this was like a, th- like a two-on-two, like, flag football, my money would be on Patrick Mahomes and and, and Josh Allen. Well, of course, because they're much more mobile than yeah, the other two. Yeah, if this was, if this was with it golf, I, my money has to be on on Rodgers and and Brady. Mm-hmm. I would think that they're pretty decent golfers. Of course, I haven't ever seen how they are Mind as golfers, you. so I would not absolutely know. But should I just point out that this is Tom Brady's third match on TNT? Um, keep this in mind. They've done the match for the last few years. Tom Brady, with Phil Mickelson, I believe a few years, he was 0-2 in the match. Okay, he's 0-2 in TNT's The Match. So And they don't hear anything. He's got Rochester's time. So And Rogers, <laughs> I believe, won the last time he yeah, played see, the match. Yeah, that's what I'm going to get. So, Rogers should be his backbone. I yeah. think I'm going to go with Rogers. If you can't beat him, join him. I know. I know. A Bills fan going out going against Allen. Well let me tell you See, something. This is different. <laughs> See, I I just hope for a good match. I to be honest, I can see Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers winning. I think it'll be by a stroke, but I'm excited to see the trash talk like everybody else's because you know it's coming. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, yeah, of course. I guarantee you the first time they tee off, there's going to be some sort of joke between Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes about a coin toss backstage about who's teeing off. Something along those lines is coming. You know it is, okay? There's going to... It, it's not going to go to bed, <laughs> this match, but... Probably be some joke about 13 seconds because <laughs> both of them... <laughs> Both Allen and Mahomes know all about the 13 seconds oh thing. So I mean, but I only say that because let's look back at the Manning and Tiger Woods versus uh, Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady match. Keep in mind in that one, um, Peyton Manning looked into the camera. He said, man, I, I think I want to figure out who, sh- who should I make my caddy. And he listed off one person. Tom Brady didn't flinch. Then he's like, oh, maybe my brother Eli. Again, Tom Brady didn't flinch. And then he's like, oh, wait, I got it. I think I'm going to make Nick Foles my caddy. And the second he said that, Tom Brady stopped dead in his tracks. (laughs) So, again, I think, you know, no, there's no boundaries in the match, okay? So, but with that. Of course there is. There never is. There never will be, I don't think. But, <laughs> That's why we love it. So we'll go to break. Of course. Um, 
when we come back, we'll talk some of the NFL offseason headlines. And then we got our tinkle on this. But we'll be back here in just a moment. All right, OTAs. They have kicked off. And without two big-name quarterbacks, of course, uh, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray. Keep in mind, this is a contract year for both those players, if I'm not mistaken. Um, you know, Kyler Murray has made it clear that if they're not going to give him $280 million, he's leaving. Um, so, but Lamar Jackson's a surprise. Um, what does this mean for the Ravens? It don't mean anything. You know, because there's been players that have sat out of OTAs before and, you know, mm -hmm. end up showing up for training camp. Yeah, I get it. You know, it's a, uh, it's a contract year for both. You know, they want their money. But the saying goes, if you want to get paid, you go out there and you show that you deserve to get paid. Because mm -hmm. if you go out there and you play a guy like absolute crap, the team doesn't want to sign you to a contract extension or give you max max money. What is it, you know... Why is this sport gotten so soft where all these players are like, I, I deserve this, like, X amount of money. This, you know, kind of incentives and all this other stuff. All this come out there and play the damn game. Like, just be grateful that you're playing professional football and to begin with. Like, nobody, ever since they get, every time they get into the league, they never think about, you know, what they had to do to get there in the first place. Like, you had to work your ass out to get there. Mm. Like, then... Now you work your ass off to get a contract extension. Then once you get that, you're like, eh, I got the money. I don't really care what happens afterwards. Yeah. Like, let me, just, let me be I clear. They want that. this money. They want the Super Bowls. But every single time they get the money, they just go and get their ass kicked by a 45-year-old quarterback in Tampa. Okay? Yeah, because he does the With right the exception thing. exception of last year. He takes the pay cuts so then they can sign the players yeah. around him. Okay. Here's the thing. The only person who's actually earned that kind of money is the 45-year-old guy in Tampa Bay, okay? If anything, he should be the one getting the $280 million contract. But no, he won't take that, okay? No, because for him, it might be an old-school type of mentality. Yeah. Is he's not all about the money. He's all about okay. playing the sport that he loves. Him, and that's how it should be. Him... Him and Mahomes are the only two that should even vouch for that kind of contract, okay? Because Mahomes has won a ring, okay? Mm -hmm. Where? When's the last time ever that Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray have ever gotten anywhere close? Guess what? None of them have made the uh, championship as a spoiler. Um, I don't even think either of them have made it past the divisional round. Another spoiler. Nope. Okay, so... Let me just put it this way. When you can make it past the championship round, here's the thing, especially for Lamar Jackson right now. I get he's a league MVP. About, that wages a little bit more. How about we say this now? If you can even get, well, actually, I think both. Well, no, no. Kyler Murray never won league MVP. He was. That's right. He only won the rookie of the year. Hmm. But rookie Our of the year don't mean anything when it comes to the table, Okay. Right. How about this? The only time that you should deserve that kind of money is if you can get your team 
to the conference yeah. championship. See, but if you get your ass handed to you every single year that you go there, I don't think you deserve uh, that kind of money. Well, now, let me tell you, you know, the same thing has to be said, well, Josh Allen probably doesn't deserve the money. Yeah, I mean... Josh, Josh Allen, I mean, he was third in MVP voting, I think, the last two years, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Okay. Some could be said that he deserves maybe 75% of that money mm-hmm. that Kyler Murray's asking for. Okay. Granted, they did not win a Super Bowl in his rookie contract. Okay. But look at his rookie. I mean, let's face it. If you recall, last year I said when they were going to the table, one good year doesn't justify a good contract. But mm-hmm. look, he's backed it up this year. He went toe-to-toe with Mahomes in the playoffs. And frankly, right. very well could have beat him if the coin toss went the other way. So, yeah. as of I'm now, going. I'm going to withdraw my comment on Josh Allen making that kind of money. Lamar Jackson is 0-2 and has gotten his ass whooped every single time in the playoffs by Patrick Mahomes. He's come nowhere close to beating him. And also lost to the Bills in the divisional round. And as, as far as Kyler Murray, he's had DeAndre Hopkins the last two years. He had Christian Kirk, a decent receiver, in his own right. And last year, he had A.J. Green... And Zach mm-hmm. Ertz. Where's the excuse for that? Okay. Where's the excuse? And I'm pretty sure didn't both teams miss out on playoffs last year, too? Kyler Murray made it, and I think he lost. Or no, I didn't. I think they did um, miss it. But I could be mistaken. Yeah, um, Baltimore missed it in favor of the of the Pittsburgh Steelers. But I know. Because it was Cincinnati and Pittsburgh, but Baltimore didn't. But never forget, then, midway through the season, we were talking. Oh, no, they lost in the wild card round to the Rams. Oh, that's right. But still. But never like, forget, they were they were faring very well. Keep this in mind. They were faring very well against, um, you know, the NFC. They had no DeAndre Hopkins. They had no Kyler Murray for a great portion of the season. And in the crucial stretch in the middle of the season and they were winning games, okay? We said on this show it wouldn't shock us to see Cliff Kingsbury as coach of the year, and then they just, it just dismantled mid, you know, at the end of the season, okay? Now, this is going to be my final point before we, you know, go on to the next yeah. thing. They, they didn't, you know, dismantle towards the end of this year. Then, if they went somehow, kind of did well and got into the playoff, then maybe I would say, okay, maybe Kyler Murray can kind of earn some extra cash. But since they dismantled and lost in the wild card against the Rams, I'm going to have to see it. If Kyler Murray goes out there and has another season where he does so well and then crashes towards the end of the year, you don't deserve Jackson. Yeah, and he got hurt. But if he can have a consistent year where he can win games, get to the playoffs, and win a playoff game, then maybe you can give him and a big playoff game. Cap. Big yes. playoff game, not one of those little like two versus seven where the seven was lucky to get in. Okay, mm-hmm. 
I mean, like, they need to win a meaningful playoff game, like, divisional versus the Rams or the Bucks, for me to really be convinced. Uh, that's what's a tough one, but, but a quarterback that we didn't see that would be in the news this week well, is in the let's news. Let's be fair, he's always in the news, okay? He's always well, in the news. <laughs> but this time for yeah, an actual workout. But this time for an NFL team. Um, I don't want to get too super political here, but how much of this is because of everything that's gone on with stopping well, the hate and stuff like that? The, so, Raiders, the Raiders have had interest in Kaepernick for a few years now, if you recall. Mm -hmm. Um, and then of course the thing with Gruden came out. Um, you know, it's tough for me to justify a, a guy who hasn't played in the league. Now, granted, everything, let me just be clear. What Colin Kaepernick has done for social injustice doesn't go unnoticed. Oh, yeah. Okay. But what he's done in his time since leaving the NFL, let's face it, he's lived rent-free in a lot of people's heads. Mm. And it's just, I'm getting so sick of seeing him constantly on first take and on undisputed, constantly being debated. Is he going to come back to the league? The second his name pops up, it's always a debate. Oh my gosh. And it's the same ending every single time, you know, <sighs> to be honest, I'm not making much out of this workout. I'm going to say this now. I, I think that he'll actually get signed by the Raiders. And he'll get cut by the end of the preseason. Um, That's At this point, why not give him a chance to see if he can prove himself as a backup? But if we're going to give him a chance, shouldn't we go back and give Vince Young a chance? Because Vince Young got screwed out of the NFL, too. I mean, granted, he, he didn't get screwed the way Colin Kaepernick did. But, yeah, but Vince Young is ha, hasn't been anywhere close to like huh. being related to the NFL. But there is one man that's certainly involved in the NFL. I know we didn't have this written down, but I don't know if you've been seeing it. Uh, the 48-year-old Terrell Owens wants to try to get back into the NFL. Says that he thinks he can still provide production to an NFL team at his age. Um he is currently playing in the seven-on-seven seven, uh, arena. Uh, the fan-controlled league, right? Fan-controlled yeah. league. I can't with him. Well, he I, finally I got his first win. I can't, it. man. I I know. I, I, like, I, I can't really either, but... Both him and Kaepernick are just like those guys. They're like those termites not that i want to call them term and actually let me take by that the way back. everybody that, that could be seen as wrong this might be a man that you might know guess who is guess who terrell owens is catching passes from in the fan controlled football league hmm money manzel johnny um, manzel is his quarterback that he's two head passes they fit perfectly you never in the basket. You thought that would ever happen, right? You but, never thought, oh, well, but, Terrell Owens would be catching passes from Johnny Manziel while, well, yeah, it's happening. I'll take back my initial comment because I was about to say something about termites, but they're just those 
Colin Kaepernick and Terrell Owens are just those two that no matter how much you think that they're we're done talking about them, they just keep reappearing with new heads. <laughs> okay, and and again, this I'm not talking about what they've done off the field. I'm talking about the fact that they keep popping up in the headlines as far as coming back to the NFL. That's what I'm referring to before anybody flips this and turns this into a race bait because that's not why I think they shouldn't be back in the league, okay? If you want to know the real reason why I think they shouldn't be back in the league, Colin Kaepernick hasn't played in five years. And on top of it, every single time he was offered a workout, he insisted he was worth $20 million and deserved to be a starter, okay? Two things of which yeah. he's never proven... And, and now all of a sudden he's he's changed his mind. We're like, well, I'm willing to be a backup now. Yeah, I'm sorry if you said that five years ago, you would probably be with a team right yeah. now. Just saying. Exactly. I think that alone is, you know, the big reason with Colin Kaepernick. As far as Terrell Owens, where do I start? Where do I start? Okay. Do I start with his age or do I start with the fact that he did really crappy on the Seahawks and couldn't even keep that job? Okay. The truth is, it's just, you're 48 years old. I mean, you're not Tom Brady that can play until he's like 80. You know. <sighs> See, no crap 7-on-7 seven seven arena football is going to be easy easier on a 48-year-old man. There's less contact. Yeah. Thing is, he'd be fine playing in the USFL right now, too. He'd be better off playing there. When he comes out next year. Shit. Play back in the XFL, okay? You want to really prove yourself, go play in one of those leagues. And keep in mind, the XFL is technically a partner with the NFL right now. Yeah, I know. That's okay. crazy. So you really want to get back that, into like, it. It kind of has that. Like, ring. You know, with everything that's going on right now, you're looking at all these leagues. You didn't have these leagues like like 10 years ago. Now all of a sudden you have XFL, USFL, uh, Fan Control Football League. You have the NFL. You have quite a lot of leagues that you can try to like help progress you it's kind of like these like minor league you know type of leagues they can help you get into the into the pros for nfl so i'm kind of grateful that they do have other options for for players like when you come out of college like oh well i can go here i can go here like or or if a team you know i think what the nfl should do is partner with a lot of these other ones like Oh well, I don't think you're professional. Like, yeah, we drafted you. You're not really like to where we see you as like a professional football player, and like send them to like a XFL or USFL or um, the Fan Control Football League. See what they can do there and progress their game before you can have them into the pros. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I I would like for them to do, even like do that with the XFL. Like, okay, we drafted you. We're going to try you out at the XFL, see how you can do there. And then if we think that you're ready, we'll call you up to, you know, the NFL. And I can see a lot of that happening. Yeah, that would be cool. But let me just, let's wrap this up today. 
with another player back in the headlines, and this one actually deserves yeah. to be on a roster. Not that Kaepernick, you know, if Kaepernick earns his way onto the Raiders, that's great. It's great for football. It's great, uh, you know, for everything. Mm-hmm. But this guy, of course, keep in mind, a former Super Bowl MVP also goes by the name of, uh, should I say it on the air? No, I shouldn't. <laughs> so Nick Foles and Frank Reich have officially reunited in Indy. Of course, um, you know, keep in mind, they just got Matt Ryan. So chances are Nick Foles won't be in line to start. No shock there. But now, does this put the pressure on Matt Ryan to play well? Yeah, I think so. But Matt Ryan has proven that he is a very good starter. And was given the right opportunity, and I think that he can excel very well in Frank Wright's system. Because mm-hmm. um, at least now he won't have to like throw like 30, 40 times a mm-hmm. game just to have any luck. Now you have a player like Jonathan Taylor and others where, you know, the pressure to throw it and mm-hmm. be a quarterback is not going to be on your, on your shoulders. Completely. So I think that Matt Ryan's going to have a lot better success in Indianapolis this season than he did in Atlanta last season. So, because Atlanta mm-hmm. has something that Indy does, you know, does have not a good running starting quarter or you know running back. Mm-hmm. And should I just also add? In there, we're talking about Matt Ryan, but is Carson Wentz now punching air? Because again, for the second time, I believe in his career, um, or no, wait, that I'm sorry, Nick Foles got chosen over him again in some ways. <laughs> I mean, granted, the Eagles should have kept Nick Foles to begin with over Carson Wentz, and the last few years have shown exactly why. So, I mean, look at what Carson once did with um, Indy. He had a decent year. Um, they almost made playoffs mm-hmm. with Carson once. So, if Frank Wright has shown me anything, that he can take whatever quarterback he is, he gets in the system and makes them into stars. Expect the same thing with Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan is a proven, you know, he, he can he can sling the football down the field. Now, can he be like a Phillip Rivers type of quarterback where they did make the wild card when lost to the Bills? Probably not, but Let's be is he an upgrade from Carson Wentz? Definitely. Absolutely. But here's the thing. I think the expectation is this team will make the playoffs. I mean, looking at what Tennessee has lost this offseason and Mm -hmm. looking at, you know, I don't want to say that Indy really made any big gains, but the fact that Jonathan Taylor alone, and then, of course, you got Pittman still, um, you know, let's face it, the expectation is there that it looks like Tennessee, unless something big happens, I just don't see them winning the division, okay? I could see them making a wild card, possibly, 
But again, that's a tough stretch. I know Tennessee is going to rely a lot more on Derrick Henry than I think they have in years past. Yeah, but um, at the very least, though, for Indy, if something were to happen to Matt Ryan and God forbid that does, you got a guy again who's familiar with the system. You've also got a proven backup. Now, not that Matt Ryan needs a proven backup to teach him the ropes, but he's got a guy who can kind of you know help take his game, you know, his currently decent game to a little bit of a higher level because look at what Carson Wentz did before the ACL injury with uh, Nick Foles as his backup. And he actually played a lot better, in my opinion, when Mm -hmm. Nick Foles was on the bench. So maybe, just maybe, that kind of impact will be had again. Yeah, I think so. Um, but with that, let's get on to Tinkle on this. So, of course, in Gastonia, uh, I believe this is a North Carolina minor league team. Of course, sometimes baseball teams like to do the first pitch as kind of their ceremonial start to the game. Um, well, this one looked a lot like, if you remember, Curtis 50 Cent Jackson. Um his first pitch with the Mets, how it went wide to the right. Well, the same thing happened. Went way wide of the plate. I, I just want to say tip of the cap to you, whoever threw the first pitch. They didn't release a name, so I don't know. But the fact that you just pulled a 50 cent, you <laughs> can take the tinkle on this honors this week. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it was wild. Oh, my gosh. There was another one I saw that went over the um, safety net there and into the crowd. That's how bad the pitch was. But, of course, that's like two weeks old, so I didn't want to use that one. But that one does get in, that one didn't slip through the cracks, okay? Just want to be clear. It didn't slip through the cracks. It just went over our heads. <laughs> all right <laughs> on that note um what's coming up this week with um no final bell well no final bell is heading on to double or nothing the one of the bigger pay-per-views so i'm sure that this week is just going to be super big build uh we know a lot of the matches are on double or nothing um two more will be getting announced of course you know rampage and dynamite as you know, the semifinals will be happening. So, definitely look forward to it if you're a wrestling fan, double or nothing. Um, no Final Bell will have a pay-per-view special as well as the regular episode because of no vi- of double or nothing. So, definitely be ready for that. What is coming up on uh, turn four? I thought that was last week. I just want to state before I begin. So, that's my bad for advertising it in advance, like that far. In advance... Um, nope, but, that will be next week, um, not this so week. <laughs> I, I, I just want to clarify that. But anyway, of course, we mentioned, keep in mind, as you're watching this, the Monaco Grand Prix is currently going on. If not already finished, I don't know. Um, but Monaco, then of course, in a few hours, we will have the um, greatest spectacle in all of racing, the Indianapolis 500. And then, of course, 
Tonight, we will have the Coca-Cola 600. Well, we get to recap all of that for you on Tuesday. And then on top of it, we got some big, big news. Of course, Trackhouse Racing announced their Project 91 starting in 2023 with one event on the 2022 calendar. And I'll be at that event, by the way. Um, but you'll never believe who they signed as the driver. It is a former F1 world champion that will be driving at Watkins Glen. That's all I will give away. Um You'll have to tune in to Out of Turn 4 to learn who that driver is, if you haven't already. Um, this will be fun. So, again, um, we're on the air. Uh, Out of Turn 4 is on the air Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, YouTube, Facebook, Watch. His show, uh, Jason's show, No Final Bell with Marty as well, that is on, well, actually, why don't you just tell us when it's going to air because um, the Usually specials and whatnot. Days. Usually Wednesdays, um, of course, with the pay-per-view special coming up this week, it's probably going to be um, pay-per-view special probably earlier on Wednesday. And then, of course, later Wednesday will be the regular show. We're going to try to have it as, as that. Um, I'm really hoping so, at least. Um, that, that That's the plan, at least. You know, life does happen. So, yeah. So. Um, so I'm really hoping to have it, you know, both out on Wednesday. So, so tune in for that. Um, and again, um, we want to thank you for watching. We'll be well. We'll get to see each other tomorrow for some nice uh, hot dogs and burgers. But we hope that the rest of you enjoy your Memorial Day weekend. And again, thank you to all the veterans who have served and gave the ultimate sacrifice. Um, remember that's the reason for this long weekend. Um, but we will be back next Sunday and we might just have the NBA finals figured out. Actually, correction, we will have the NBA finals figured out. Yeah, by then. we should have the NBA finals so, all figured out by then. Yeah, we'll so. have that. We'll probably have some more NFL offseason drama. And of course, we'll definitely have some Stanley Cup drama coming your way next week. <laughs> so... So until then, guys, goodbye, everyone. Peace out, bitch. <laughs>